Hello and welcome to Weeb Spawn. We're talking about anything and everything related to anime and gaming. We are by no means experts, just huge fans. I'm your host, Bobby, and with me is Joshua. Hello, Bobby. Glad to be doing another episode. And on today's episode, we're going to be talking about Wotakoi, or otherwise known as Love is Hard for an Otaku. And as always, spoilers ahead. Yeah. So, Otakoi is a Japanese web manga written and illustrated by Fujita. It was first posted on Pixiv on April 17th of 2014. Its, a serial, its serialization began on Comic Pool on November 6th of 2015, and the manga was printed on April 30th of 2015. As of August 2020, there has been over 10 million uh, sold uh, copies sold physically and digitally. The anime first aired between April 13th, 2018 to June 22nd of 2018, and that was produced by A1 Pictures. I forgot how, how like recent this actually was. Mm -hmm. And uh, I'm just upset that there's not more. <laughs> <laughs> the story follows two couples the main being narumi momose who is a closet fujoshi otaku and hirotaka nifuji who is a gaming otaku both of whom were friends from middle school and then we have the next couple who is hanako Ko koyanagi who is secretly a famous cosplayer otaku, as well as being Narumi's senpai at work. She is in a relationship with Taru Kab Kabakura, Hirotaka's co-worker, and he is an otaku for Heroes in Bisojo. Yeah, so I really like this manga, or manga, well, manga and anime a lot, because I feel like... I mean, since we're all weebs here, it, we can relate to it in some sense, depending on which character you look at, because they cover all their bases with these main four characters. So you can look at uh, Momose and, or Narumi, whatever you, you want to call her, and you can kind of look at her, and that might cover some bases for some people, uh, anybody who really likes uh, Fujoshi. But then you can also look like Koyanagi, and she likes cosplay and all that stuff, so that covers the base there. And then Hirotaka is a gaming otaku, and I feel like we probably relate to him a little more than we would to Kabakura. So it's like, it covers all your bases, so anybody who watches this can kind of relate to somebody here. And I think that's why I like this so much. It's funny you say that. I think I thought I would be more Hirotaka, but I think I'm more Kabukura. Just because of him, like, he, a lot of, like, when he reads manga, a lot of it is about, like, heroes and stuff, and mm. I love my That's isekai fair. fantasy, um, so I think I'm a little more, like, because he does play games, too, just yeah. not to the extent of Hirotaka, and I think I'm a little like that because I don't play, hard, like, I play a lot of video games, but I don't play hardcore to, like, one specific game to where I like unlock everything. I just play until I get bored of it and then I'll move on. Yeah, I th I don't really relate as much to Kabakura like you do because I do read manga here and there, but it's not like my main focus. I would say I'm more Hirotaka just based on that. You're more gaming. I, yeah, I play games more, but don't get me wrong because I am definitely not his level. He, is, he goes to an extreme. <laughs> I just, I can't do grinded games, and he likes those types of games, so. But, um, yeah, so I feel like just there's something everyone can relate to in this. And then on top of that, it does have a main story, like, you can follow, but it's also one of those manga that you can kind of pick up at any episode, and it would still make sense, because it's just, like, one of those goofy types of shows. It's almost like uh, there's some, like, regular american television that you can just pick like some people like friends because it's one of those ones you can throw on any episode and it still makes sense even though there is an overlying story and i feel like that's how this one is you can pick it up anywhere it would make sense but it does have this really good story to it 
But of course, this is so short that there's really no point to pick up any episode and watch from there. <laughs> but if it went on longer, it would it would be that way, I think. And just to clarify something before we move on, if you guys don't know what a Fujoshi is, it's just someone who really enjoys boys love manga. Mm-hmm. And um, fun fact, the word Fujoshi literally translates to rotten girl. So, <laughs> um, I did not know kind that. of gives a a little more meaning to what it actually relates to. So I thought that was funny. And then I think there's Fudanshi, which is Rotten Boy, which is the opposite of what a Fujoshi is, but for guys. We start off with Momose Narumi, who just recently switched jobs in hopes of hiding her otaku lifestyle and living the life of a beautiful office lady. However, this is cut short when she is reunited with an old classmate of hers, Nifuji Hirotaka. He accidentally reveals her secret, and it's just like this whole thing I, I absolutely love about her character is she's just this closet otaku, and she goes through all of her efforts into hiding the secret. Like, she literally switches jobs because somebody found out she was an otaku, so she's like, yep, just burning that bridge, gotta move on. But then, of course, her next job she gets, she meets an old friend who immediately outs her, basically. But later, they meet up at a bar to discuss why Narumi is hiding her otaku lifestyle and her struggles with dating. Um, so, meanwhile, back at work, Narumi tries to get closer to Hanako uh, Koyanagi, which is her senpai, as you mentioned. Because she kind of fits in her ideal image of the office lady look so yeah she's trying to get close to her but then she finds out that koyanagi is actually a famous cosplayer named hana and she is a fan of her or and then koyanagi finds out that uh, narumi has these doujin illustrations and stories and she's a fan so they're both fans of each other which kind of works out in narumi's favor because she now has somebody to confine in about her otaku lifestyle. So after work, she meets up with Hirotaka again, where she offers to be, where he offers to be her boyfriend because he doesn't care about her otaku lifestyle. And also he would help man her uh, table at Kamaket, which is like this um, cosplay otaku event. What are those called? It's just like, it's just called Kamaket. It's yeah. like summer Kamaket, winter Kamaket, like, yeah, so it's basically this event for cosplayers and doujin artists. Doujin artists and stuff like that who can come and sell their work and just have a good time. And yeah, so she, there's like this mutual agreement between them like they're going to start dating cuz it's mutually beneficial. So they accept it and that's kind of where the story begins. Right away they get into this relationship and the fun begins. Yeah, I do. I think what the favorite opening scene is great because you hear, like, you know what it's obviously about by the title because it says love is mm-hmm. hard, ho- hard for an otaku. But then, like, you immediately see, like, this normal, like, office lady and everything. And then even when they, when she meets up with her childhood friend, she gives, like, this all cutesy remark mm-hmm. until he accidentally blurts it. And then it just... Like the the style or like the pacing just completely changes. And I think that mm-hmm. was just, it was great because it really does show like what her appearance she wanted versus her actual appearance yeah. and like what she's like outside. So I thought it was oh, good. And the word I was looking for was convention. Kamake is a like an anime convention. I just couldn't think of the word because I'm. Oh, you were talking about like for English terms. Yeah, yeah. I was it's like. Convention. It, yeah, I was like, it's actually just called Comic Kit. Yeah, like, I just have a bad time remembering words when I want to remember them. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I I just love it because I feel like there's a stage in everybody's life, though, where when you're an otaku or weeb or anything, there's a stage where you're trying to hide it from certain people, and this kind of encompasses that perfectly. Like, Hirotaka's the type that he's at the point where he's just like, I don't give a shit, I'm just going to be myself. But Narumi's not at that stage yet. So he, he's kind of just like, yeah, so you're not there yet. So I'm just going to be your boyfriend so you don't have to worry about finding a boyfriend and hiding it from him. 
and it's just it creates for a really fun interaction between her and other characters yeah and so the next day after the sort of confession deal that they got going on now rumi seems to be avoiding hirotaka at work because of a misunderstanding kind of from both sides so when Hirotaka tries to confront Narumi, Koryanagi tries to intervene to help, which causes Kabakura to involve himself as well. And they immediately start fighting. They, they This will be a common occurrence throughout the yeah. entire series. <laughs> but I they love their dynamic, by the oh, way. Oh, I They're love it. Such, such a good couple. I, yeah, I... I kind of like them a bit more than the main couple, to be honest. Me too. But they immediately start fighting, and Narumi and Hirotaka walk away to settle their misunderstanding. And while we learn a little later that... We also learn a little later that Koryanagi and Kabakura are actually dating. It wasn't obvious at first that they were dating, but this was when it kind of like solidifies because Kabakura calls her Hanako her first name and so Kabakura eventually offers to treat everyone to drinks for arguing like that in front of everyone he was a little embarrassed and he's like I'll make it up to you by buying drinks they made the four of them make plans to go to the bar but Narumi asked to stop by a bookstore before going the bookstore turns out to be a shop selling exclusively manga. As the men and women split up into pairs, they agree to meet up in 30 minutes so they can head to the bar. Though, after shopping, everyone decides <laughs> that they need to head home because they all make excuses, but basically everyone is eager to go and read the new manga instead of going to the bar. Love is truly hard for an otaku. I just love that scene because they're all like so excited like okay let's let's go to the bar and then they're like well hold on let's go to the bookstore first and then after that it's like all right bye it's like you guys didn't even go do what you meant to do i think one of the best parts too was kabakura how he was he was i guess not resistant but like he didn't mind going in one of the excuses he did say was like he doesn't like coming here straight from work in his work clothes because it makes oh, him yeah. feel more like an otaku than he like is or whatever. Mm-hmm. And he was the one kind of telling everyone to like hurry up because he wanted to go to the bar. But then he afterwards he's like, "Yeah, I gotta go home." I, I forget all their reasons, but they basically just wanted to go and read the new manga that they just bought. <laughs> yeah, that was my favorite thing. He's like, "Yeah, I don't like coming in because I don't want to seem like one of those hardcore otakus." But it's like, he kind of is. He's just even more hardcore to go even extra lengths to hide it from people (sighs) ah man yeah so the next day we learn that narumi still hasn't finished her uh rough draft for kamiket so and and that's in like two weeks here so the couple spends their free time rushing to finish it just in time for kamiket and that's kind of a reoccurring theme also in the manga because the manga goes on it's still ongoing so it's a little further she never gets it done in time or she just barely gets it done in time. She's a huge procrastinator. So it is a reoccurring theme once again. So there we get to see a jealous Hirotaka as Narumi smiles and thanks people for buying her book. And this is kind of a side because Hirotaka is one of those characters that doesn't really show emotion, but it's at this point where you kind of start to see how much he actually cares for Narumi even though this whole arrangement is supposed to be kind of like a... It's a little bit platonic of a dating, like a couple, but really he does have strong feelings for her, and she kind of, I think, starts working into that direction with them. But yeah, we get to see that aspect of him when she's being really friendly to a bunch of other people. Though he's not the only one. We see uh, Koyanagi cosplaying and attracting numerous fangirls which yeah this is a fun part of koyanagi as well because she cosplays as a male character so it it's fun to kind of see this interaction between her and kabakura so kabakura uh, resorts as he try or retorts as he tries to not look because he gets jealous himself 
even though he, they have this dynamic where he's always arguing with her, he's actually a really caring boyfriend as well. So once the event is finally over and they have some free time, Hirotaka invites Narumi over to his house. Of course, with his ever so stoic face, Narumi thinks he invited her over for a very different reason. While panicking, being alone together, Kabakura and Koyanagi end up coming over as well. So this alone time gets kind of interrupted by the other couple. So we get to see a more romantic side of these couples as Narumi and Hirotaka share their first kiss and get and then we get to see Koyunagi sleeping against Kabakura which once again is such a weird thing to see because they are this stereotypical anime couple that just all they do is argue and bicker until they're alone together and then they're like this really affectionate couple so it was very interesting to see these this romantic side of each one yeah I enjoyed this episode because this is when we did get to see like them being like couples and you kind of see what they're like when each of them are engrossed in their own interests. How we saw Hirotaka being a little jealous, how Narumi was thanking everyone. She remembers people from like last year and everything. So she's getting like, everyone's like all attention is on her and he's kind of like, he doesn't want that. And then it's the same with Koyanagi when she cosplays with all the girls um, come <laughs> up to her and Kabakura has to like step back and he's like, he knows she's enjoying it and nothing's going to happen, but he himself is aware that he gets jealous. So he tries to distract him. And then like uh, we get the moment when they're all together. And I think it's funny because just before this, how you said they're always bickering. They were actually yelling at each other over, what were they playing? Like Mario Kart or something? Oh, yeah. Uh, they were j literally just arguing probably like two minutes before they showed this side. So it was nice that you got to see like the dynamic between the two couples and how different they like are and like the similarities and differences in between the two mm -hmm. relationships. Yeah, and it's really fun to see Kabakura because he is this character that he's kind of like, a not a controlling in a bad sense, but he's always in control, like that type of character. So when he doesn't really have control and all these fangirls are all over Koyunagi, it kind of shows how defenseless he is, and that's kind of where his barrier kind of breaks down, and you start to see this side of him that's not normal. And same with when they're sleeping with each other, like Koyunagi on his shoulder. It's one of those things where his defenses are down, and he's actually a really caring character, even though he's this tough controlling guy so it's really nice to see that and this is why he's like my favorite character he has such a a range of emotions that you see through him and you, I feel like you see the most out of his character because he is such a closed book so when things are revealed he is a much more in-depth character yeah he's definitely well I wouldn't say really like different but because he's at work he's He's not like the boss, but he is in charge of like other people. And mm -hmm. then it's like whenever you see them, him and Koryanagi together, it's always like she's the one in charge. So you kind of have like that dynamic duo, <laughs> like she's the one kind of like leading him in this relationship while he's it's like the opposite and like, I guess, the public face. Yeah. And so now that the weekend is over after Kamake and all that stuff, it's time to finally go back to work. It's a Monday blues. So <laughs> the four meet up during lunch and Narumi shows off a cosplay picture of Hirotaka as a girl. It was, of course, Koyanagi. Koy Koyanagi. Koyanagi. That, that why right there, mm -hmm. it's just like tripping me up so much. <laughs> Being the cosplayer she is, wants Kabakura to do it as well. But he is very adamant against it, causing a fight to break out. And after hearing how Narumi explains that even though her and Hirotaka have, are different types of otaku, she accepts him for the differences and they still get along. And they finally get the couple to calm down. Koyoyanagi. Oh my god. I, hate, I really tripping up on that name. 
Dutch, it's yeah. I was gonna say there's like four different syllables in it, so it's like a very yeah. Intri- they're they're all really long names actually. Kabakura, Hirotaka, uh, Koyanagi. It's they. It's easy to get tongue tied over them. <laughs> she does manage to get Kabakura to cosplay by bribing him by buying a Yudachi Kai two figurine. I haven't looked that up, so I honestly don't know what that is, but it. It's some kind of, like, his favorite anime figurine or something like that. So, he basically got bribed into doing it. <laughs> Which, I think one of the funny scenes is she sets up, like, this whole photo booth thing. And as he's, like, mentally preparing, you see him drinking alcohol. <laughs> like, you know, he's, like, so against this. But he got a an amazing quality figurine. So, he has to go through with it. <laughs> and so uh, after work the four meet up for drinks where Koyanagi is quick to get drunk and gets into yet another fight with Kabakura shocker there yeah Narumi tries to calm her down when she mentions what if he's just when she mentions what if he is just dating me for convenience since they have both otakus which leaves a deep impression with Narumi because that's kind of how or the reason why she accepted to date Hirotaka. So, but luckily Kabukura comes back and swaps places with Narumi and manages to settle things down and patch things up with his girlfriend. Yeah, so I have two things. One, I decided to look up the Yudachi Kai figurine and apparently it's from a popular browser game called Kantai Collection. I've never heard of it and it doesn't look familiar to me, but it's just like this action figurine. It's just this action figurine from this um, game, browser game. So that also brings me, actually I guess I have three comments because that also brings me to one, another reason why I love this anime is because of all the like little Easter eggs within it because they have a lot of references to a bunch of different like mm-hmm. pop culture. Like they have a Pokemon Go reference. They have a bunch of uh, manga and anime references. A lot of the words that they use and just throughout their vocabulary tends to be related back to certain games and stuff like that. So that's another reason watching it and you always pick up like a new little thing like, oh, I didn't even get that reference. I didn't even see that one the first time around. So I think that's really fun. And then, yeah, so you mentioned in this scene, or in one of the scenes, how what if he's just dating me for the convenience since they're both otakus? This sort of made me think about Narumi's relationship with Hirotaka because it actually kind of upsets me a little bit even as this continues on, like I feel like as the show goes on, Norumi is catching feelings for Hirotaka even like more and more. But it it really upsets me because Hirotaka like really really likes Norumi, and it's very obvious he like puts down everything for her. He'll even change some of his habits, even though he's very obsessed with certain things. But Norumi, she will do that every so often, but I feel like she doesn't put in the effort like he does she's just i feel like just hanging out with a friend well hirotaka kind of views it as hanging out with a girlfriend and yeah it just feels like they're on different levels of the relationship and that's one thing that always kind of bugs me in the show but i i think that is intentional but yeah that's just one of the things i wanted to bring up because that entire sentence right there makes me think of that (sighs) it's rough so, after the bar, Narumi actually confronts Hirotaka about this exact thing, about if he's dating her because it's convenient. But luckily for her, he admits that he does like her, even though he's never actually said it out loud. So, and, th- like, the whole spiel I had, like, Narumi is upset about this, so it shows me she does have feelings for Hirotaka, but again, I still don't don't think she's on the same level that Hirotaka's at. He doesn't really express it outwardly like he probably could. 
But yeah, I just feel like the levels aren't equivalent, even though she is concerned about this issue. So the next morning, Hirotaka falls asleep during his during lunch break. So Narumi goes to this knockoff Starbucks. I can't remember the name. It's like of it. it's literally Star- called like Starbucks yeah. or something yeah. like that. They like li- I think they shoot they swap the U and O. So it's actually mm-hmm. like Starbucks or something yeah. like that. It's like every anime that has realistic things always does something like like in um McDonald's. Yeah, I was gonna say Devil Devil is a part timer. They have McGronald's and uh, Kentucky Fried Chicken. So they always just change it up slightly. There's one. Uh, there's one where it's actually they literally just changed the M to a W, <laughs> and like even they had like a fourth wall incident where like the character was like, McDonald's. How are they not been sued yet? Yeah, how is this even legal? <laughs> um, so, yeah, so she goes to this off-brand Starbucks, and this is where she meets Nao, which is Hirotaka's younger brother. And she goes and kind of has this sit-down little chat with him, and Koyunagi and Kabakura are sitting at a different table just slightly away, and they see this, and they immediately think that this is an ex-boyfriend, and ca- they call Hirotaka over, and it... This creates like a little funny clip because Koyanagi and Hiro, uh, and uh, Kabakura are having this discussion of like, oh my god, what should we do? This we need to fight for our boy Hirotaka. Like, I need to go over there and confront this guy. And Koyanagi's like, yo, just relax. And they're trying to contemplate how to do things. And when Hirotaka finally comes over, that's when they learn like now is actually his younger brother, and. The th- the three of them used to play games together when they were younger and they used to hang out all the time. So it's something completely innocent and they jump to conclusions and make for this hilarious scene. So afterwards, they all go back to Hirotaka's place to play some games. And this is when they realize Nao is definitely not an otaku and he is absolutely terrible at video games. So Kabakura, under the assumption that Nao has feelings for Narumi, confronts him. So, like, Kabakura still has this, like, not-so-innocent opinion of Nao at this time. And this is when it's revealed that Narumi and Hirotaka are the ones that are dating. And Nao cries, and he thanks her because he was worried that Hirotaka was going to basically die alone. <laughs> or be he was too content with being alone. So he was actually really happy. And then Kabakura actually gained some respect for Nao. Because you're like, okay, I had the completely wrong opinion of this guy, but he's actually happy for Narumi, so everything's good in the hood. Like it's all it's all great. So that was a it was a really fun episode. I enjoyed that one. Yeah, this was another one I liked because it was uh, like one of the things where when they were first seeing them chat at the off brand Starbucks, the whole like transition where it went to like a black and white thing and then you get this like robotic voice he still idolizes narumi and like (laughs) all this stuff and then uh one of the best parts was when they all went back to the house and obviously because hirotaka is such a gaming otaku they thought his little brother would be and when they mentioned something and he didn't know (laughs) and then like Everyone's reactions oh. like cold blue. He's a nana, <laughs> and like everyone just gets so self conscious and everything. Mm-hmm. Um, like then they're like, "Oh shit, I gotta hide hide a little bit from him, P- reel it back." Yeah. Oh, and that's another thing because you, uh, you said he still idolizes Narumi. That's another little relationship that is just kind of like a fun, innocent thing where Narumi and Kabakura have like these small, like little crushes on each other that are just so innocent, but. Like, he's always like, oh, Narumi looks so cute. And then she's like, oh, Kabakura, like, that's that's the type of guy I want. And it's just like, nothing's going to happen between them, but they have this really weird nonverbal relationship that they, like, kind of crush on each other and don't realize it. Yeah, I think it's more just, like, looks. Because it's always, yeah, when yeah. it comes up, it's always about, like, looks. Just yeah, physical. Because, yeah, just because uh, he also likes Bistrojo, which is always, like, I guess, younger, cuter girls and everything. Mm-hmm. And... It actually comes up in uh, another episode how Koyanagi has more of a adult, mature look, while Narumi has like the innocent, cute look. Yeah. So it's just funny how, like you mentioned, there's always like this little 
not tension or anything, but yeah, kind of like the, you said, like a little crushed more. Like they just appreciate each other's looks. Um, yeah. Another. It creates for a, a fun, cute little, like, mon- mon- inner monologue between them. Yeah. And one other thing I like, I always love it when you see like them acting like couples and stuff. Is when he originally thought Narumi and Kabukuro were dating. Karyanagi grabs him by the tie and oh, yeah. just immediately kisses him and of course he gets like, all oh. beat red and everything because he's not good with pda so but he's like not against it or anything he doesn't like yell at her he's just like hiding in the embarrassment and everything so i always like those little interactions too mm-hmm. so after all this happens the next day after work it is pouring down rain but both Narumi and Hirotaka forgot an umbrella. Luckily, Kabakura gives them his, and we get to see the gentleman's side of Hirotaka as he casually takes the spot closest to the road, and he does the whole, like, umbrella thing, making sure she's dry when he gets a little wet and all. You know, that typical cliche anime umbrella scene stuff <laughs> that goes on. Meanwhile, we see Kabakura run over to Koryanagi and shares an umbrella with her as well. So, again, I always love seeing these little cute couple moments that they do manage to put in. That despite them always ha- like having fights or anything, they, they still like actually do truly care for each other. And just as we get to see more of their relationship advancing, Hirotaka notices... Narumi seems down the next day at work. He's worried and tries to confront her, telling that he's worried about her, but we learn she's just sad because <laughs> her favorite manga character died. <laughs> so we... It's like the, the issues in the show aren't actually even issues. It's so ridiculous. I love it. It's just like normal, like, little everyday stuff that... Mm-hmm. But it's just funny, like, their interactions and everything with it. Yeah. And they they just do it so well, though, like, how they present it and everything. Like, you think it looks like it's going to be a touching moment for this couple and maybe, like, for them to advance. And then it's just, oh, her favorite man- manga character died, so. <laughs> and then, just like that, Christmas is around the corner. Now, Rumi and Hirotaka walk around meeting up with his younger brother, and they discuss a little bit about Christmas and all this stuff and how he's so energetic and able to socialize with people, and obviously them being like otakus, they're, they're not that great unless it's come to their hobbies. But... They talk to him for a little bit before they eventually go back home and spend Christmas just playing games together. Meanwhile, Kabakura is trying to make up for last year's failed Christmas, and he made a fancy or made a re- reservation at a fancy restaurant to celebrate with Koyanagi, which she enjoys and gives him a little limited edition figurine as a present, which. Of course, he's very happy of. I feel like he's, <laughs> he's like... A, the, he's a simple guy. Yeah. I feel like he's... Another otaku trait is... He's always one the kind that is always wanting to collect figurines. Because mm-hmm. he's always like, Oh, I need to go get this limited edition figurine. Or I need to buy this. I think that's another trait of him. Yeah. He definitely has that tendency. Because uh, in the manga, I got to a chapter where he was going out with some work friends... And he was trying to be like a good senpai type thing where he's like, I'm going to take my younger guys out. They inv- or they invited me. I'm going to pay and like, I'm going to do the right thing and not blow them off. But as he's walking past the bookstore, he glances and it's like a limited edition mangas on sale. He's like, I I could just say I'm, I feel ill and go and buy this real quick. And he's like, no, but I can't because they invited me out to like, he has this moral complex. <laughs> like they invited me out. I should go do it. But I also what if I can't get my hands on the limited edition book? So he's like freaking out. So he's definitely that type where he, he's a sucker for buying things like collectibles and stuff like that. It's really funny. So the next episode kind of throws us in for a loop because we are used to seeing everyone in their work environment at homes, at Starbucks, things like that. 
But this next one is a little different because we see them all in an online video game and we see them as their avatar characters, not as actually them. So it kind of throws you in for a loop. You don't really expect this coming, but then they do all their cute little otaku talk of the skins that they have and how cute their avatars are and stuff like that. But as they're playing, a rare enemy comes in and puts everyone in danger. And Hirotaka's avatar comes in, but it turns out to actually be Nao comes in and he barely survives before Hirotaka actually comes into the room and takes over for Nao. And he manages to kill the enemy all by himself because Hirotaka is such an impressive gamer because he has no life. So it's just kind of this little fun interaction where everyone thinks it's Hirotaka, but it's Nao. And yeah, it's. And then it shows how awful Nao actually is because he has like this character that's obviously pretty OP and he can't do anything and he barely survives and Hirotaka comes in and cleans it all up. So after another day at work, it comes back to the main, the real world. So after another day at work, the men and women split off as the men duo take some of their juniors to lunch and the women decide to have dinner together as well. So Hirotaka and Kabakura are sitting there and the topic of their girlfriends come up. So these juniors don't really quite know that Hirotaka and Kabakura are dating Narumi and uh, Koyanagi. So it's quite interesting listening to the guys talking about these girls as the boyfriends are sitting right across from them. And it leads to a pretty awkward situation. And uh, Kabakura is kind of hot-tempered, so he's like starting to lose his cool a little bit. And it, it leads to a very fun dynamic. Meanwhile, the women are on their little girl date, and they are talking about their boyfriends. And... Yeah, they kind of have this disagreement argument of their pairings of them, and they have different views on who would be a top and who would be a bottom when it comes to Hirotaka and Kabakura. And it's quite an interesting conversation because Momose and Koyanagi definitely don't agree on their pairings. I also love the other dynamic between Koyanagi and Narumi. How, because Narumi, like, high always like hides everything and I don't know if Koyanagi really hit anything or more she just doesn't show it but it's funny whenever yeah. oh yeah. go ahead no I was just gonna say I think she's the type that doesn't care so if she talks about it in front of people she doesn't care but she doesn't go out of her way to not talk about it yeah and with obviously Narumi she helped uh get her more into some BL manga recommendations and everything but it's just funny how like when narumi is like almost hesitant to ask about something related to like otaku and then you get like the the i guess what's it called like the artist change where it gets like all serious and everything and and she always is confident with her answer and she's always just like that's so cool and i'm like she's literally just answering me a question with confidence Uh, but it, they have a they have a fun dynamic. But it's just like like there was one when back when they went to that manga store or whatever, and uh, she's like, "You should buy these." She goes, "Put them in," and she's like, "That's so cool." I'm like, "All she did was say she was buying the manga you recommended." I just always get it always gives me a little chuckle whenever she just answers in a complete normal way, and she's just like. You're so cool. So I just thought mm-hmm. it was funny. I just had to mention that. But the next day, or also like the next episode, at work there is a terrible thunderstorm comes, and we learn a hidden side of Herotika as he is actually scared of thunder because he always is just so stoic. Everyone kind of like thinks he's not afraid of anything <laughs> because nothing like ever bothers him or he doesn't make any ex- expression until thunder comes he reveals that the trauma he has comes from when he was younger and he lost all his saved data from a game because of the thunderstorm now rumi and kabakura all sympathize with him because 
they all play games too. But Koyanagi, who is the only otaku in this group that doesn't like play games at all, she has she doesn't know why it's such a big deal. But everyone else is like so caring and supportive of him. <laughs> so I thought that was kind of funny. Mm-hmm. But we also get a glimpse of his childhood memory of when a scared Narumi came rushing over to his house when they were younger. So it also gives you a little bit more of their the childhood friend little trope going on. The following day at work, Hirotaka starts to think about his relationship with Narumi and what it's supposed to be like. So he goes to ask Kabukura and Koyanagi... And when they make plans for a real date, of course, they have a little bit of an argument, but Kabakura is en- knows enough to get on her good side, and they schedule a date <laughs> while still angry at each other. So it, it was interesting. It, like you said, it's just a really good dynamic between the two. Mm-hmm. And... <sighs> He plans for, like, a real date, and so he finally asked Arumi out to a, quote-unquote, normal date to the amusement park. Yeah, I really like the uh, amusement park episode. So, during this amusement park date, they make this special rule of no otaku talk. So, every time they did talk about something otaku-related, they would have to pay a fine. And this came to a really fun interaction. It was kind of like I. It's cute because they're pu- Hirotaka wanted to put in this huge effort into having a normal date because he had this thought of like maybe she wants a normal relationship in some aspects. But then it turns out like they just struggle to not talk otaku, and it is really interesting and funny. So. This eventually led them to being strangely silent until they tried to ride a horror ride together. Narumi, too scared to realize, accidentally grabs Kabakura's hand and drags him onto the ride, and they both have to ride together. But it turns out Kabakura is equally as scared as Narumi. <laughs> so they are on this ride, like, I love this. holding each other's hands, freaking out, totally scared, and Hirotaka's like, oh, I'm not going to ride this ride if... I'm not with Narumi, so I'm just going to turn around. And then Koyanagi's like, yeah, let's just ride the ride together. So they go, and they're just both talking about relationship advice and stuff like that. And they're not scared at all. Like, this is just <laughs> boring to them. So they're just having a normal conversation. And Hirotaka, or, uh, Kabakura and Narumi are freaking out. And it's just this very interesting juxtaposition of both these couples. So after the ride... Um, they all get off and they kind of meet back up and it turns out that Hirotaka and Narumi want to just slowly grow together and Narumi actually hands Hirotaka a gift which is a pair of matching earrings so they can kind of wear them and yeah it's just this cute gesture that she has because it is this point where she's starting it to me at least it seems like she's putting a little more effort into the relationship and she noticed that Hirotaka has his ears pierced and everything. So it was one of those things where she kind of, I don't know, it was very a very intimate gift, even as simple as it is. Yeah, this was another fun one because, like I mentioned, I always love when you get those couple interactions and everything. But, yeah, by far was the, the horror ride where the two are, like, not phased at all. And mm-hmm. it... I love Hirotaka. He's not dense. Like, at some points you think he might be dense, but, like, a lot of times he just chooses to ignore it. And one of the, this is the scene where he's like, so what are you guys doing here? And she explains, like, oh, I saw you guys wanted to go to the amusement park, so I begged um, Kabakura to do it too because I wanted to go on a fun date. And the reason why they uh, went on this horror ride was she actually wanted to see a scared Kabakura. And then he goes, and the real reason? And she's like, we were spying on you. <laughs> it's just, I love yeah, that. it's just great. Like their interactions with each other and everything. Uh, but yeah, like you said, this was also the first time we kind of saw Narumi take, I guess, the initiative. Because it always seems like it's Hirotaka mm-hmm. 
the one trying to like like you mentioned with the no be in a relationship yeah, yeah trying to be i guess what he thinks is a normal relationship but then after this he kind of is like yeah we can just go like at our own pace we don't need to like rush anything this he let he enjoys just being with her and all this stuff so yeah yeah it was, it was this cute thing the whole interaction was pretty cute because they they do put in their effort in their own ways so it was one of those things that you this solidified it because they did the no otaku talk but really they just want to be themselves with each other and so after this fun little amusement park we are back at ripoff starbucks where we see now working and he sees someone playing a familiar game the online game that they played a couple episodes ago i forget if they actually named it or something but some kind of online mmo and the person is surprised by him watching quickly runs out and he leaves a piece of paper because you know in anime they always leave something so you can find the person and luckily he picks it up and it turns out that they go to the same college where he goes and tries to befriend them and discuss playing the online game together and later on during work we see Hirotika broke his glasses and he's unable to see so he has to literally get like an inch away from like his computer screen like he has so bad eyesight that he has to like go up to everyone and like even when Kabakura was like calling him he went straight up to his face and was like oh <laughs> it's Kabakura here is the notes or whatever you needed and because of this we actually get to see some jealousy from Narumi because the the ladies in the office start gossiping about how hot he looks without glasses and also the fact that he got really close to a, a female co-worker <laughs> because she was asking about something on a piece of paper so he had to get like right near it so we finally get to see some jealousy from Narumi which I thought was a little nice to see as well mm-hmm. yeah it's one of those things like I mentioned it it shows that she actually does care about the relationship despite the little effort sometimes she puts into it. And then after work, we are over to see now, now coming over to his brother's house to play some games, which is very rare. And he was confused when it was finally revealed that he was playing the whatever online game with his new friend from college. So, since this was on vacation, uh, we come to the end of this vacation in this little break. And once that ends, Narumi goes over to Hirotaka's house and finds him lying on the floor, basically dead, uh, because he has been playing a new video game the entire break and he hasn't eaten a single thing. So, she kind of freaks out a little bit and she calls Koyunagi to ask what she should do. And it's kind of at this point where she realizes this is kind of like the first time she's ever cooked for Hirotaka and she's actually acting kind of like a real girlfriend I suppose is um, like her view of it like this is the first time she's doing like a girlfriend type thing so yeah this is kind of like a realization to her and kind of like a realization into their relationship and then on the flip side we see Kabakura and Koyunagi getting into another fight this time it's over boys love manga and how Koyunagi wants Hirotaka to read it because yeah basically whenever Hirotaka is recommended a boys love manga or a manga in general from Narumi he reads it so Kabakura is opposite he's like you recommend it and I don't like this so I'm not going to read it but eventually he does give in and he finds out that he actually really enjoys it since it's very similar to shoujo manga and it's just kind of one of these things where he's like he shares interest in Koyunagi's. And again, it's one of these times where his sensitivity kind of shows a little bit, even though he's this very strong, manly character. And then we also see Nao meeting up with his new friend, Ko. And uh, this is the f- uh, new friend where he made at his work when you mentioned that he <laughs> went to the same college. He basically tracked down this person. <laughs> and decided to play some video games like it's kind of creepy but he's like hey by the way i, I figured out who you were um so it, 
he starts to play video games with Ko, and Ko actually makes this handwritten strategy sheet for him because he is so terrible. Um, so yeah, it's just the formation of this relationship is starting to get like real, like I don't know this friendship. And then lastly, before the end of this final episode, we have this small little epilogue where Narumi asks everyone who their first love is. And everyone has this cute little banter of who their first love was. And now admits that his first love was his kindergarten teacher. And everyone's just like, okay. And then he mentions, as everyone's leaving, he makes the comment of, oh, but he's glad that Hirotaka got to date his first love. And Hirotaka gives him like this death glare that only Kabakura sees. And the rest are very oblivious to this. But it was just like another cute thing that shows how much Hirotaka actually cares for Narumi. And he's not really good at expressing these feelings. So once again, it goes unnoticed. Yeah, it's just a little hint into their relationship. Yeah, I thought that was great because like, as he was saying this, he's like, oh, but my older brother got to date his first love. So the girls immediately like, like oh. flipped his, their heads back like, oh, who? And yeah. uh, it's like, it's like, are you really that oblivious to this? Like, and what? Hirotaka is given this like death stare. And Kabakura was the only one that like stated like his whole <laughs> face is pale. And he's like, it's he's like, like oh, shit. what just happened? And then they met like his brother makes like an excuse or something. He's like, oh, it was whoever his 2D love was or something. He makes it like a joke and they mm-hmm. just kind of like played it off. And Kabakura was like, did you see that? And Koyanagi is <laughs> like, what? And he's like. And he's just, like, petrified. <laughs> I thought that was great. Yeah. So, Ugh. one thing. So, they... At first, when they started this, like, no one wanted to share or, like, give any info. Or they're just like, I can't remember. But then, when she changes, like, who's your 2D one? And everyone immediately spits out <laughs> one. Yep. Well, I looked them all up. And Koyanagi's <laughs> first love is her voice actress. It w- are yes. you serious <laughs> oh she said God. it's like yuri Haramin or something like that i wonder if i have it like if my google yuri yeah yuri i'm a me i'm a me and she is the voice actress for kaya uh koyanagi and Wow. I just found it was... <laughs> That's kind of a fun little yeah, Easter egg. I thought it was hilarious because, like, I looked it up and I was like, wait, is that true? And I, like, look Because, like, the first Google search, it was, like, her picture and everything. And I was like, huh. That, uh, I just thought it was a funny little Easter egg that the voice actor, the character she plays is like, <laughs> yeah, the voice actress. And I was like, huh. That's funny. I did not know that. I would have never figured that out. And that's another thing about the show. Like, they have so many little Easter eggs that you could continuously watch it and you, you probably could find something new every single time. Yeah. The the only thing I'm worried about is, well, how far is the manga compared to, like... So, if if they were to make the rest of the manga into uh, another season or two, it probably would only get one, maybe maybe two seasons. It's not that far. They only have like six or five published like books that you could buy. Like, um, yeah. And I think this season, this first season of Otakoi, or only season of Otakoi, goes into just barely the second book. But I'd have to actually look that up. But yeah, they have. They put a lot of content into one episode because the chapters are kind of so sporadic and stuff it's yeah i don't think they could get a whole lot of content out of it yeah so they're if they, if they do want to make more they're probably waiting for more content yeah i'm just worried like i would love a season two but i've Me noticed too. a lot of times with like these type of animes like even Horimiya is a very prime example that they had over 120 chapters but they made it into a one season thing i think a lot of like it's great and i love it but because there's not a lot of 
I guess, problems. Like he said, it's just a lot of things that are problems are just things mostly dealing with the otaku lifestyle, which is the whole premise of the show. So it mm-hmm. makes sense. But there's really no cliche misunderstanding that they break up or they don't get together for 60 chapters because of some misunderstanding right. or whatever. No, like after the first episode, they were already together. And then this is just their life as a couple. Mm-hmm. And that's why I think I really love Horimiya is because... It focuses on that aspect yeah. of it, not the... Instead of like your cliche, like everyone where the main characters don't get together until the final episode or if you, if it's like regular TV drama, any kind of like CSI or one of the shows I really liked was Castle. The main, the main female lead, the main uh, male lead, I guess this is spoilers and for everyone <laughs> real quick. People are like, this is supposed to be yeah. a podcast. I'm not supposed to get spoilers about real American TV. Well, this show has already ended. So if like, it's actually done, I think it had like eight seasons uh, and it's actually done. Like they wrapped it up and everything, but they didn't start dating until like the third or fourth season. So they had that to keep them going where this anime doesn't have that. So I feel like a lot of people may not be, cause they're just like, Oh, it's, they're just their life, but I find that refreshing. I like that. It's like mm-hmm. the story. Yeah, I would agree. After that season ending, when they finally get together, like what happens afterwards, and this is what happens. So I enjoy it. But even if they had enough content, I'm just worried if they would actually be able to get a second season. I hope they do because mm-hmm. their opening song is. I oh love my it. god! I absolutely <laughs> love it. The yes. opening song and the animation, um, I think, are really nice. Yes. It is a gorgeous anime. And that opening song, fantastic. Um, and I looked it up. They have about 78 chapters or, or ish of Otaku. Oh, no, they have 100 chapters, but it's like some are two-parters and stuff like that. Yeah, so. so. And as of right now, there is no information about a season two. Who knows? I mean, it took the devil's a part timer to get another <laughs> yeah, to years. get another season, so maybe down the yeah. line it will, but as of right now, I don't see a season two unless no. unless we make it popular with this podcast. Uh, <laughs> yeah, exactly. But to or do you have any last comments before get towards Um that? Nope, do your question of the day and then I have two facts All for right. us. For my question of the day this is going to require you guys to actually watch the show or if you already watched it. Kind of what we discussed earlier. Who do you, like, resonate with the most? Like, even if it's Koyanagi because you're a cosplayer, like, obviously if you're a guy and you really love cosplaying, you you can pick her, not just because, like, male and female and everything, but, like, interest-wise and everything. Who do you more relate to? As I mentioned earlier, yeah, maybe... for me, it's Kabakura. Yeah, and like maybe you resonate with Narumi, if, like even if you're a guy, because you like to hide your otakuness. Like, so yeah, just basically doesn't have to be because of what like gender the character is, or, or because anything. you're a Fujoshi. Just, yeah, like maybe yeah, just whoever you relate to more because of personalities. So yeah, I think that'd be a very interesting thing because I relate to Hirotaka just because of the video game stuff, but I do relate to Narumi because of the hiding otaku stuff i don't like to talk about my otaku stuff outside of people i know so yeah so the two facts for us this for this episode is the english title otakoi is a shorthand version of the japanese title which is otaku ni koi wa uh, muzikashi so they just took otakoi ni koi otaku ni koi into otakoi and uh the Japanese title basically translates into love is hard for an otaku. And then the otaku is just shorthand for us. So I thought that was interesting. You always shorten everything. Always shorten it. <laughs> um, and then the second fact is Otakoi was nominated for the 41st Kodansha Manga Award in the Best General Manga category. And I just, I love when we 
watch something and it's something you really like and then you look up and they have some awards it's like that makes me feel good for what i'm reading because you want to see the things you like get a bunch of awards and stuff because hopefully they get more seasons or more chapters but it doesn't always work i feel like the manga would still continue i feel like that probably won't end for a while i just don't see a season two at least anytime soon yeah the manga it's still going strong it has similar vibes to what you've watched in the um in the anime so it's i think it's still going to go for a while but yeah so unless you have anything else i think that'll be it for this episode nope i'm good um so don't forget to show us some love and support at patreon.com slash and of course don't forget to follow us on facebook instagram and twitter at weepswan or you can contact us at weepswan at gmail.com i've been your host bobby and i'm joshua and we will see you guys next time when we weeb spawn.